these action figures on my shelf, man, they drive the ladies crazy. Look, I'm watching comic book movies, so they wanna have my So, it's your boy Hero Bishop, back at it again with another Nerdcore podcast. And you might be like, damn dude, I thought you just quit doing the Nerdcore podcast and it was the Hero Bishop show now. Well, the thing about that is, for some reason, Apple Podcasts, uh, all the other podcasts, them fools must not have liked the Hero Bishop show because they kept rejecting it maybe the extensive amount of foul language maybe the fact that i was talking about uh the uh woman from the uh, nosferatu movie being attractive i don't know man i don't know what the real reason was but nerdcore podcast is back baby and uh today i'm gonna talk about a movie that i consider the best movie of 2018 and I know some of you are going to be like, no, it was Infinity War, you dummy. Infinity War was cool, but, you know, I loved Venom. Was Venom? Yeah, Venom was 2018. <laughs> I got a bad memory. Sorry, folks. Uh, Deadpool 2 was dope. But, man, for me, the best movie of 20... Oh, yeah, also... The uh, Nerdcore is not going to be exclusively about the comic-related or action figure type shit that's on my YouTube channel. Just FYI. Uh, but anyway, what I consider the best movie of 2018... <coughs> excuse me. And that's Mandy. Mandy starring the Dawn. Maybe even the Dawn of all Dawns. Nick Cage, baby. And, uh, you know, uh, if you look back in later, earlier podcast episodes, I had, uh, 10 questions with the, with the legend and I'm going to have them back for part two. Is it really Nick Cage? Hell, I don't know, but he sounds like him. It's just some dude that calls in and he says he's Nick Cage, but, uh, we'll have him back on the podcast later for 10 questions with Nick Cage part two. But anyway, I'm talking about Mandy today. It was uh, kind of a, in, I guess it was an indie film, but uh, it's starring Nick Cage. It's a horror movie, and man, it is intense. A little quick backstory about that. Uh, Nick Cage was on a, a shamanic journey in the, uh, in the West, you know. What is that, the Pacific? No. I don't know, man. I'm not a geography major. But out, out, out in uh, Nevada... Nick Cage was on a shamanic journey in the uh, desert. He uh, drank some peyote. He channeled his uh, inner spirit child called the Cage Wolf. And he ran with wolves, encountered some uh, skinwalkers and some aliens. Uh, you know, just some uh, legends of that uh, great... Western Prairie. He he actually also encountered. Uh, uh, he said that now these are just visions he had from the peyote, and you know his link to the spirit world, mugwort, 
druids, visionary tea, all that type of shit goes into a mixed cocktail to make people see spirits. And uh, he also said that at one point he saw the little baby from Saw, the little dude who rides the bike. And all of that inspired him to write and direct this film. Which, <laughs> that story was complete bullshit. Uh, but anyway... It was like Elijah Wood or some shit and Cosmos, Pantos, uh, whatever that guy's name is. I don't have the information right offhand. That's something you'll notice about this podcast. I kind of just flow with shit. If I say somebody's name, you're, you're supposed to know what it is. But, uh, you know, look it up. Um, anyway, Mandy was the best movie of 2018. The thing about Mandy for me was it had a very... He the first time I watched it, me and my wife rented it because not enough theaters were playing it. Dis Fuck you, movie theaters. You better respect Cage and put his film in every damn movie theater in the U.S. But the thing about it was, and me and I think my wife and me can both attest to this, but it had a very heavy and almost suffocating vibe. Like... It was really visually reminding me of like Only God Forgives or Blade Runner 2049 as far as lighting and mood, except throw a dash of uh, Devil's Rejects in there, but without the comedy, because this movie was hella serious, but the gore level and the freakiness of it was on that level. It was suffocating. I remember me and my wife sitting in there in our living room watching this, just feeling like heavy as fuck, dude, like pacing the room, stressing out. It was uh it was pretty bad. And uh Nicolas Cage's character is this dude named Red. He's like this guy who's a lumberjack. Uh his girl's at home. She likes to do art. She works at a little corner store. It's really starts out kind of romantic actually. I mean, it's heavy and suffocating, but it was kind of romantic. It just seemed like a romance and uh like a little love story that was maybe going to get kind of weird and uh they actually chose an age appropriate looking woman for uh nick cage but i think she might be a little the actress might be a little younger uh to be honest but they just made her look nick cage's age and uh so she's at home he's out working they come home he tells her a joke every day and uh make a long story short there's a cult in the area and the cult sees her walking down the road and the cult leader's like, man, I gotta have her. So he gets his freaky-ass little demented cult, which includes this old ugly guy, this young little girl who does not want to fucking be there, some overgrown goon, and some dude who looks, this younger guy that looks like a rat. <coughs> and he seems like he might be kind of slow. No disrespect to handicapped people, I'm just describing the fella. <laughs> and, uh... This old woman who's like really jealous of the young girl and Mandy because cult leader wants to bone her and not her old ass. Who's weird, man. There's actually this part later in the movie where Nick Cage comes for revenge and that old lady tries to like suck his dick or have sex with him or something to survive. She's gross. Anyway, that cult leader is such a bitch though, dude. He's like this weak ass, weird fucking gross, losery guy who's got all these people tricked because he gets them on drugs and controls their mind, man. Acid. And uh, at first, 
you know, it goes from the love story to sh Mandy gets pumped up by this cult leader and his little crew full of like acid because they kidnap her so dude can keep her but it's weird because he has to have muscle to kidnap her and they blow this like a little abraxas horn or some shit and these weird hellraiser looking motorcycle dudes pull up they make some kind of deal with these dudes and then bust into mandy and nick cage's house while they're asleep knock nick cage's ass out kidnap mandy and then bring her back to the cult well, these freaky-ass motherfuckers, the old lady and the little girl, they're dipping acid into Mandy's life, poking her in the neck with some kind of weird-ass little bug with, like, a acid horn on his ass or some shit. I don't know what it's supposed to be. It's kind of crazy. Um, anyway, she's totally acid-tripped out of her fucking mind, and then the cult leader has all his little weird-ass goons laid across these couches in this room with this dark kind of pinkish red purple lighting and basically he thinks because Mandy's so blown out on acid that he's gonna make her have sex with him and join his cult and so his gross ass comes up to her and he's naked and <coughs> I'm not trying to see this dude's fucking body man look anyway you have to see it it's gross I'm not a homophobe I don't have a problem with uh people being naked but this dude's fucking gross looking man and uh he looks almost like a naked simpsons character if that makes sense uh somebody holler at me and let me know what you think <laughs> and uh so she's on acid he plays some dumbass song about him that he made and it's like it, it it's almost like it's like a weird folk song about him about how great he is uh, i think his name's jeremiah and whatever and then he thinks mandy's gonna fuck him because she's all blowing out on assassin and she and then she asks him if he that song's about him or whatever and she just starts laughing at his ass and uh she laughs at him like so hard and with so so much disgust dude starts freaking out and he's all he's like all right all right all right bitch and now look, hey, hey, let's not get mad, man. To me, bitch is a gender-neutral term. A man or a woman. And, you know, dickheads who get mad at girls usually call them a bitch. I don't know if that's what he said. And look, I'm all for calling men and women bitches. So it's a gender-neutral term, man. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. And uh, so he's like, okay, fuck you. I don't want you in my cult. So these crazy motherfuckers go back to the crib. Nick Cage is bound up and hanging by barbed wire. It's in his fucking wrists and it's in his face. It's fucking, it looks painful. And he's just dangling there. And these twisted motherfuckers hang Mandy from a swing set in front of Nick Cage in a sleeping bag and fucking light her on fire, dude. And there's such disgust in their faces and they're taking delight in it. The old lady, because her jealous ass, because cult leader man wanted Mandy. Her jealous ass is so happy because, you know, that freak bitch has a thing for cult leader man. And uh, those gross little dudes are laughing. It's, it's fucked up, man. And uh, her body is jerking so much in the uh, sleeping bag and dangling around. It's, it's, 
it's really stressful and kind of sad because Nick Cage has to sit there and watch her burn. Anyway, the Colts like, fuck you. They stab Nick Cage and uh, roll out. And uh, he's left there to watch her burn. Finally, Nick Cage somehow gets his ass removed from this barbed wire and uh, goes over to Mandy and her whole body's burnt. And there's like barely a piece of her skull left and he goes to touch it and it turns to ash. Now, I'm all for crazy shit, but that's a little unrealistic, okay? Wouldn't there be like part of a corpse or at least some bones there? It's not like she got put in an incinerator, you bastards. But I've never been one to uh, trip about realistic shit, especially in a horror movie. So, at this point, this is when... Nick Cage becomes totally uncaged. And what by that I mean bad lieutenant, vampires, kiss, face off, uh, you know, mom and dad. Super crazy uncaged Nick Cage. The cage we love, the cage me and my wife worship. We're part of the cult of cage, man. If that's not a cult, we're gonna make it. It's gonna be our cult. And if anybody is a cage lover and wants to join said cult, come on, man. Join us. We will have you in the Nick Cage cult, boys and girls. Um, This is where the movie gets uncaged. Nick Cage is obviously real fucked up. He walks in his house. He's looking around. He's like, damn, man, my girl, my true love just got burned up in front of me. And like I said, this is where shit gets really uncaged. Like my boys from uh, Colt 45 podcast said, when he sees the Cheddar Goblin. And what that means is he walks in and there's this TV commercial going for this macaroni and cheese called Cheddar Goblin. And it's this green goblin. And he's like puking up macaroni and cheese on these kids and shit. And Nick Cage is just staring at it. And that's when you know, oh fuck, everything changed. This movie's going to get crazy. He's about to get uncaged. And uh, my dudes from Cult 45 Podcast said that. But I agree with them. So that's why I'm repeating it. So shouts out to Cult 45 Podcast. Check them out. And uh, Nick Cage puts on Mandy's shirt. He walks in the in the uh, rest, the bathroom. I think he used to be an alcoholic. This is just what I'm assuming. I think they led towards that. So he has this bottle of alcohol hidden in the bathroom. So he starts drinking, chugging this fucking alcohol, dude. I don't know how he could do that. Probably because it wasn't fucking alcohol. He's pouring it on his wounds in his hand. He's pouring it on his wound where they stabbed him in his stomach. And he just starts screaming. And, you know, that's what a man would do if his, if his girl... True love just got burnt up and he fucking was chugging alcohol. So, he gets crazy, man. And you know he wants revenge. And he's going to get revenge. And now through this whole path of revenge that he's raining down upon the Hellraiser biker gang and the cult. he I think he's almost going to die a few times, man. It gets kind of risky. Uh... There's parts where he's fighting the cult members. Well, anyway, we'll get to that. And so he gets dressed. He goes to uh, this his friend's uh, trailer to get this damn crossbow that he has for his revenge. 
And uh, it's the, uh, you know the black dude from the first Predator movie? Who's out in the jungle? That guy? I don't remember his name, but it's that guy. And uh, he's like, I need my crossbow. That dude was holding for him. He gives him some special arrows that he says cut through bone. And then he asks him where these uh, Hellraiser biker gang is. And dude's like saying, man, you need to fucking be careful, dude. These dudes are crazy. Uh, they like being in pain. They like being on drugs. They got like the craziest acid in the world. It's like the most pure, intense shit. And they're always on it. And you're going to get fucked up if you go after these guys. Basically. And Nick Cage is like, damn, dog. What the fuck? Thanks for the vote of confidence, you predator jerk. And uh, so he gets uh, his crossbow. Then he goes back to the house. And this is one of the hardest fucking points in the movie, dude. He forges... I don't know where he got a damn st uh, steel molding, steel forging joint at, area at. Maybe it was in a secret workshop we didn't know about. And, uh... He's melting down this steel, and he makes this fucking, like, Reaper metal axe thing, dude. It's crazy. It's like a mystical weapon, like, out of a damn video game. And, uh, it's pretty crunk. And then now he's on his mission to get revenge. Uh, he goes, he sees the biker gang riding down the road. He's hiding out in the fucking woods. Shoots an arrow at one. Drives his damn uh, Jeep towards one. Hits one on a motorcycle. Flips his Jeep. He fucking is hurt. Damn. The Hellraiser biker gang captured his ass. It fucking sucks, dude. So he's like in their... Uh, this little like house they commandeered. From these old people. Which we'll get to this gross ass part in a minute. And they got him like in the basement. Top, uh, handcuffed to this pole. And one of the dudes comes in there, and uh, <clears throat> Nick Cage, like, oh yeah, also, where he's, where he's at in the basement, there's like this big opening next to him that goes to the sewer, or underground, or septic tank, I don't know what the fuck it's for. But uh, Nick Cage is over there crying, acting like he's crying, and he's like, keeps jerking on this pole because it's kind of loose, and uh, he busts out. And basically, like, knocks this fucking Hellraiser dude down in that hole that's next to him. And uh, there's this part where that dude's like, Uh, you, uh, you, Nick Cage says, You messed up my favorite shirt to the guy. And uh, so Nick Cage is fucking uncaged, bro. He takes that one of them dudes, like, vests. <coughs> I guess it's like armored or some shit. But uh, he does that in a minute. He walks upstairs into this house and he looks in this room and there's these two old people dead in their bed and the old man's naked and like there's blood all around his ass and uh, it's really gross, which you realize when he walks into the living room, one of those weird Hellraiser dudes who's sitting there watching porn and doing cocaine, you know, just regular Saturday night activities for a weird, weird Hellraiser biker gang dude. He's sitting there and he has this like strap on, on his... Uh, uh, you know, like a strap-on dildo on him, but it's not a dildo, bro. It's a big fucking knife strap-on blade, which is super gross. You nasty bastard. So obviously he he porked that old man in the ass and killed him and caused all that blood around his ass. Anyway, 
this dude's sitting there doing huge amounts of cocaine, man. I'm talking about there's just piles and piles of cocaine on uh, on the table. By the way, this whole movie feels like an uh, acid trip, dude. It's a good thing I don't do drugs because if I saw this on any type of drug, I would probably go insane, man. I would probably freak out. Oh, it's fucking crazy, bro. And uh, so that dude's sitting there doing huge piles of cocaine and uh he's watching this old it looks like 70s porn i guess he has to do cocaine and get turned on by the 70s porn again so he can go rape people with his knife blade dildo strap on which i don't know how he's getting any sexual pleasure out of that but hey people get off on their things man people have their kinks and vices some people like to be choked uh you know shit on whatever gross man gross it's a sick sick world man and i'm all for being uh you know experimental and opening the, in the bedroom but i don't need no i don't need to be shit on and i don't need no knife dildo to fuck people with that's gross and so nick cage goes after this dude nick cage has like a box cutter i think if i remember correctly and they're like in a power struggle they're in a fight you think he's about to get stabbed with the fucking knife dildo but nick cage cuts dude's throat open with the damn box cutter then this other dude walks bumps up and pops up in the room the third hellraiser biker gang dude I, I i'm pretty sure it was just three of them i watched this movie like in 2018 and just now getting to a review but they do that <clears throat> they're in a fight they're in a power struggle nick cage kills that dude's ass i can't really remember man uh this is supposed to be a movie review not a step-by-step -step recreation of it but watch the movie he kills that dude then he walks over to the pile of cocaine takes a broken piece of glass snorts the hugest amount of cocaine you ever saw which makes him more uncaged then he goes into the kitchen he finds his weapons he puts on this like armored vest that they have in there and then he finds that crazy acid that his homeboy told him about that these dudes have and it's like in a mason jar and really it looks like rubber cement it's like this gray putty looking shit and then for some reason your boy nick cage thinks it's a good idea to do this acid and so he takes one little dip onto his tongue and man his fucking like you visually see in the movie his fucking face melts off, turns into a skull, and then reappears. So that's obviously showing how Nick Cage just went into the insane mega acid zone. The mega acid zone, bro. And uh, he leaves up out of here. He's trying to find out where the cult, where the cult went. And... Uh, so he goes to the man who makes this crazy acid. Now this shit's crazy. This dude's in a huge ass room with these big vats of acid. And he has a damn cage with a pet tiger in it. And Cage, Nick Cage with a pet tiger and Cage, Nicholas Cage. Ooh, synchronicity. Anyway, Nick Cage walks in here. He's like, ask these dudes where the cult is. He points him in the right direction. And it's almost like this dude knows death is coming down upon everybody and everybody's fucked because the cage rage will have his vengeance. 
dude lets his tiger out of his fucking cage. It just kind of runs off. I don't know why it didn't attack Nick Cage and fuck him up. Maybe it's because he was in a cage. Nick Cage's last name is Cage. And they both are full of rage. I don't know. That's what I'm assuming. Quick also a little backstory about that, man. Uh, Nick Cage actually uh, traveled to the Amazon jungle and trained with a tiger keeper for about six months, I think. To make sure he could handle the tiger if it went fucking crazy and, like, tried to murder him. Crazy, dude. Crazy fucking story. Another lie. Uh, that didn't happen. Well, maybe it happened. Shit, man. Nick Cage is wild enough to buy a fucking pyramid tomb and buy a damn Superman comic back from somebody that stole him. So, hell, maybe that did happen. <clears throat> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remembered how he killed one of the other Hellraiser dudes. That dude was outside by this fire. And they got in this fucking battle. And uh, <clears throat> Nick Cage is smoking a cigarette. And uh, he kills him out by the fire. Chops his head off. Fucking heads on fire. Putting that Reaper axe to good use. Anyway, after the acid dude, he goes. He fucking, uh, he kills that old man. And uh, that old man's about to call his girl a whore or says, like, the brighter, the darker the whore, the brighter the friend. Anyway, Nick Cage kills his ass and then lets that little girl who don't want to be with the cult fucking run away. And uh, he finds the rest of the cult and they're at this weird-ass place out in this valley where, like, they got this fucking, like, church shrine built to Jeremiah or whatever the fuck his name is. And there's, like, caves and caverns under it and shit. And uh, <clears throat> he sneaks up on Weird Rat Boy and Big Goon Guy. Kills Weird Rat Boy. I can't remember right at the moment how. But him and fucking uh, Big Goon Guy get in a chainsaw battle. And Big Goon Guy has like a big chainsaw. Nick Cage has a chainsaw. They're fighting. They're battling it out. And uh, Nick Cage is a chainsaw expert, bitch. He's a, he's a lumberjack. So, you know. He fucking kills dude with the chainsaw. And also he throws this damn chain around his neck. G Ghost Rider. Nick Cage. He He's no stranger to using a chain, bro. He was Ghost Rider. And uh, he whips a fucking chain around that neck. Pulls dude down on this chainsaw. It cuts him up. It kills him. So then this is down where he gets in the damn uh, cave, man. Jeremiah's little caves and caverns under his church. And, uh... Jeremiah's like, is his fucking name Jeremiah? I can't remember. Correct me if I'm wrong. Call me out. Um, but uh, Jeremiah's like in the back of the cave in his little caverns and uh, chilling out, doing something back there. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Some uh, rituals, praying, I don't know. But on the way back there, that gross-ass old lady sees Nick Cage she knows hell's coming down. She knows they're all going to die. And so she tries to fuck Nick Cage. And Nick Cage is like, nah. Cuts off her fucking head. Throws it in the uh, little room. And Jeremiah's like, oh shit. Oh, I'm going to die. So first, Jeremiah tries to lie to Nick Cage when he gets in there. And goes, this was all part of the plan. Like it was some kind of spiritual God thing for him to save Nick Cage by killing his wife and leading him there. And Nick Cage is like, nah, bitch. No, that ain't, that ain't what's going down. You're going to fucking die. 
And so then fucking Jeremiah goes into panic mode, dude. And he's like, man, I'll suck your dick. Ah!" Which is like, damn, bro. What a weak punk. You're supposed to be this super cult leader trying to mind warp Nick Cage and trick him into thinking this was all part of God's plan. And then you want to suck his dick to survive? What a hoe. Anyway, he's down on his knees. Nick Cage crushes this fucking uh, dude's head and kills him. So finally, Nick Cage got his revenge on everybody. That's what we wanted to see, man. That's a happy ending. That's a good story. And he goes and gets in the car. He's driving the car that the the Colt has this car, and like a rat boy was like washing it or some shit. And uh, he killed that fucker, so he went and got the car. And uh, he's driving away in the car. Still very acid trip feel. like. And uh, he looks over, and he smiles real big, and his eyes get real big. His face is covered in blood. And he sees Mandy next to him in the car. Now, that obviously wasn't Mandy, because Mandy got burnt up and died. But to me, it was Nick Cage. The symbolism behind that for me, not that this movie was like serious and had a whole bunch of symbolism, or maybe it did. I don't know. I'm not the director, man. I don't know what direction he was going in, brah. But uh, he looks over and he sees Mandy. And to me, that's a combination of him being on acid, fucked out of his mind on the craziest acid in the world, and a combination of him, you know letting go and maybe coming at peace with her death and uh you know saying hey look i got revenge for you i love you you're dead it's time to go on or it could be nick cage is dying and because you know he got stabbed in the fucking side and all this other shit and he's the combination of his death and the acid and he's kind of like at peace himself and seeing his girl and it's like he's dying and going into the spirit world with her man i don't know i got a lot of tripped out uh uh views and thoughts about this movie but also man i said uh the movie gets crazy and shit changes and becomes uncaged when uh he sees the cheddar goblin but there was an earlier part that i just thought of and uh man there's this part where they're laying in this romantic part and they're just laying there with each other. And uh, she tells him this story about her, how her dad, it was like birds or cats. I don't know. It was some kind of baby animal. But her dad put it in a sack, all the animals in a sack, and made the other kids, her friends, like kill these fucking animals. And it like mentally fucked her up. So really that's where the, the vibe of the movie changes, I think, and gets dark. But then he gets uncaged at the Cheddar Goblin part. Anyway, Manny was the best movie of 2018. I instantly got on Amazon and pre-ordered the Blu-ray after I watched it, directly after I watched it. I wanted to watch it again directly after I watched it, but I had to go to bed because I had to go to work the next day. And, uh, yeah, best movie of 2018, Mandy. Deadpool was good. Venom was good. Infinity War was good. I wasn't like orgasming over Infinity War like everybody else, but it was good. And there were some other good movies, but Mandy was the best movie of 2018. 
And uh, Nick Cage is going to star in another horror movie that them fools are putting out. And I'm looking, ex- I'm looking forward to that, man. I'm excited for that. Cult of Cage, join us. We love Nick Cage. And uh, but uh, that's that's it for this episode of the podcast. Um, please hit the link tree description and the damn notes, the show notes. I don't know if the, since I make this podcast on Anchor, I don't know if the show notes show up on damn Apple podcast or any of that shit, but, uh, yeah, man, hit the link tree if you want to check out my YouTube or connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, all that type of shit, but I appreciate y'all listening. It's your boy, Hero Bishop, out.